Hello, 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 and welcome back to yet another episode of Electricpreneur Secrets, the Electrician's Podcast. I'm your host, Clay Newmeyer, and with me, as always, my esteemed co-host, Joseph Lucani, and we are the Electricpreneurs, a couple of master electricians with business addictions here and ready to serve. With what? Well, with our daily freemium coach call to help you master your sales, simplify your pricing, and deliver premium level electrical service. This episode is no exception. So sit back in the hot seat, take everything we have to give, just promise to take action, and I promise you we'll see some wins on the other side of this thing. Joe, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing amazing, and for lack of better words, I am so pumped for today's episode. Because anytime we start talking about things that involve options and building and designing, oh, 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 I love it. It makes me so happy. What are you, man? How are you holding up with all the power out of situations you had to deal with? Yeah, well, this one's one of my favorites right now. Just because of that power pole being replaced on my block. Hey, I'm one of the, well, roughly 13% of people. Um, I'm going to say North Americans and lump Canadians into this because US and Canada are very similar on this. But we looked up the stats and 13% of people at this point, US at least, are working from home full time. And Mm -hmm. I'm one of them. You're one of them. We are Mm -hmm. these people. And so when there's a power interruption, the utility was nice enough to let us know we got an eight hour interrupt. I've got to figure something out. Mm -hmm. It's a big pain to carry everything out to a remote office or a co-working space. I wouldn't have my screens. I wouldn't have my microphone. Guys got to rent a podcast studio. That's a huge pain in the butt, man. So how I'm doing is great because I went and rented a generator and made it work. No, I do not have a full-time standby system. I'm like the mechanic with the worst car on the block, right? Yep. But that's how I'm doing, man. So I'm equally excited to get into this options for the home office. Mm -hmm. By the way, can I throw one more stat in there just because I'm passionate and excited about this? We said 13% full-time. That number might not have been heavy enough for you guys. 28% are in a hybrid model still since the pandemic. What that means is 41% of people in the U.S. workforce have a home office that may need to not be interrupted. That's Mm -hmm. almost half of your customers. Are you capturing this opportunity? What options can we give people to help them so that the laptop doesn't die? The screens don't go out. They can do cameras and, and, and meetings like this, Joe. Where do we begin with this, brother? Two directions. <laughs> first, it comes down to their physical productivity. The second goes down to their comfort while doing the productivity. And both of them have very wide angles. But let's start with the productivity first. That's okay. Because that's the first thing you led with, right? Okay. Can I just point out that I love that you have two angles and neither of them were about technical upgrades Mm. to a different trim of of pot light? No, no, no. (laughs) We're not going to go in here and push surge protection. There's actually some, some, some logic behind this to help people with their emotional needs and the quality of life. Yep. So if we start with productivity first, you mentioned earlier, well, what happens if you needed to lug out your equipment? Well, obviously that wouldn't work. If I asked you to move all your screens and your microphones and your backups and your computers, you'd pain in the butt, especially if you lost power due to inclement weather. You're not going to go hop on the road or go through a hurricane or whatever just to get your, get your service going. Yeah. So the first thing would be, do you have a home backup system? No. Now that could be in stages too. Like earlier originally you said, well, what about a USB? 
what about an uninterruptible power source that could just back UPS. up? UPS, sorry. Yeah. I always get the two confused. I don't know why. It's okay. like one of those dyslexia things. I got you, brother. Yeah. But anyway, the fact is, is that we go into, we offer that system and we say, all right, I can get you anywhere between one to three hours of backup home power. For some people, that's more enough than what they need. Because maybe you experience frequent outages, but not extended outages. So the option of being able to say you have three hours of backup is more than enough for some people. And simply just having the power system under your desk is great. So go ahead. Sure. Can I ask a quick question? Sure. Can we get a UPS without the beep? So yes <laughs> and no. Because the thing is that most systems, they'll have a frequent beep that comes by every minute to five minutes. Most of them offer delay functions where you can delay the beep. Only some of them have a silence function. Because once they get close to the shutoff period, usually the silence is overrided and they will beep regardless. So like, imagine, let's say I was on remote power right now and we're on this physical podcast. Yep. And in the background, you kept hearing beep, beep. Like eventually that would piss some readers off or listeners off and they'd just hop off and not listen to us. Yeah. So it wouldn't be functional to that extent. Right. Really, my personal view on the unemployable power source is simply being able to have an extended time to transfer until your generator kicks in. Right. So your first level is you got your UPS. The second level is do you have a automatic or not a manual portable generator backup system that powers your essentials, your lights, your heat, your computers, your internet if necessary? Do we have transfer systems for those systems? Is the inlet where the system needs to be? That way they're not lugging it. Because you know what? If you lost power five minutes before your meeting, do you want to do it very quickly? Do you want to have to wheel it around to the back of the house? No. You'd want the inlet to be right next to where you're storing it. Plug it in, press one button and go. Yeah. And for me, I mean, today that was literally, I've got to rent one and mm -hmm. rent a portable generator no wheels on it. I mean, you saw the thing. We laughed about the picture, right? Yep. So, so no wheels. A Honda 2500, which is just enough to keep everything going. But, but you know, I'm an hour into this with drive time and rental and messing around and lifting and throwing my back out. All this is an experience I'm having that mm -hmm. makes me wish there was something just thought of in advance and in place. Correct. I mean, obviously, if there's a justified need for it at this point, you could increase the options to include either an automatic or a solar power battery backup system. But I would recommend that before you jump toward those, you establish the need prior to it. Mm -hmm. But that's only the productivity of the backup power. We're talking about a whole office and it runs 95% of the time with functional utility. So what can we do? Well, we know that when people have better quality lighting, they are more productive and more comfortable. So the first thing I look for is say, okay, how many recessed lights are in this room? And if it's not recessed lights, do they have adequate illumination? Not just to see the work, but to feel like the room is warm and lit. Because if it's not, people will often feel disassociated mm. and they won't be as interested in enjoying their work. So is the Kelvin temperature correct and is the lighting adequate? If you think about a home office, when was the last time that you needed to either have air conditioning or you felt like you wanted a fan or you wanted a pop-up fan or even you wanted a window AC? 
would it be justified now that if your window AC kicks on and shares the same circuit as your computer, that after the 15 amps is drawn, that it might affect your equipment? Would it not be justified running a dedicated circuit so you can power these things or have a ceiling fan installed, right? Lastly, for productivity is, is it adequately heated? Because I can guarantee you, I mean, I've got a space heater around me right now and I've got a heater on the wall, but I'm in a subterranean office. It gets cold down here. If I didn't plan for it, this would be space heater central all the time. And who knows what that would be doing if I didn't run 20 amp circuits for every outlet because I'm an OCD electrician, right? (laughs) Yeah, you got it, man. Okay, so that's productivity. Any questions or add-ons before we jump into comforts? No, man, let's keep going. Okay, comforts are where it gets fun. I love comforts because if you don't enjoy the space that you're working in, you'll never be as productive as you could be. Like when I go to my office, I genuinely enjoy it. Not just because there's swords and lightsabers and Star Wars stuff all over the walls. It's because I've made it the most comfortable space I could possibly make it. Mm -hmm. So the first thing you come into is you say, all right, am I comfortable? Well, if I have heat and I have AC, I'm good. But what more requires comfort other than just lights? Well, personally, as someone on the spectrum, I don't like flickering lights. So fluorescents are completely out. Then we know we're doing an LED upgrade. Are we installing dimmers so they can be properly dialed down that you can enjoy it regardless of the system? Do you want to install spotlights for people who, instead of having a ring stand up, if they know they have a desk and they plan on doing podcasts or computer or Zoom conferences, What's stopping you from putting in track lighting and physically having all the heads illuminate the backing? Do they have a dedicated outlet for their computer system? Or is it sharing with the same thing that their spouse is plugging the vacuum into upstairs? We don't know. But what would happen if it did? Is it worth saying, you know what? If this is your office, let's get your own office power. There are three circuits in this office. Why? Because I only needed two, but I made sure there's more, right? Now, the more fun stuff is when you start figuring out their personality. So as someone who loved smoking cigars, I had a cigar station in my office where literally I have a ventilation room. So the benefit is, is that we had a 650 CFM fan on a quiet Panasonic plugged in and it's already vented. So if I wanted to smoke while I'm working, I could. So for anyone who walks into an office and you see that air purifier on the wall, know that they're smokers. Just like, just assume that's the case and offer a ventilation system. Mm-hmm. The amount of people who didn't seem like smokers who then jumped over the ventilation system, it was it's amazing. It really is. Yep. Okay. Continuing on with comforts, what about speaker systems? Well, some people enjoy having background music. And it's not always I can just have YouTube running in the background. You can install speaker bulbs. Imagine taking down one recessed fixture or one recessed bulb, plugging in a speaker bulb, and then pairing it to the customer's phone. So the benefit is, is that when they go into their office, it's geofenced, and they can play music, and it comes out the ceiling or it can come out of the ceiling fan. Or you can install in-wall speakers. My suggestion is learn your customer. Learn what they like to do. And as a result, you can pair things that they're going to use that they will genuinely enjoy. What are your thoughts, Clyde? Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, I agree. And and my mind's running wild too. I mean, cable management. 
Mm. Holy heck, you look at the desk and, and maybe they've got, like me, I've got an L shape in a corner where the cable management is actually facing the rest of the room. And if that looks a mess, would it be wrong of us to offer helping with a solution for that? Or labeling. I mean, think about this. How many companies come in and say, oh, well, we're going to come into your office. And they have one IT guy come and he runs all the wires, but he never labels them. And then you want to figure out where they're going. And you're like, oh, well, now I have to take it all apart and trace it. One of our services is we offer a whole home electrical circuitry identification, but you could also extend it to the cable management. Simply say, for your comfort and convenience, I've created a schedule labeling where both ends are identified. They're both in proper uh, velvet wraps or Velcro wraps. And we have everything identified. So if you ever need it, we can always just hand in your schedule and you already know what equipment you have and how it's connected. Yeah, man. I couldn't agree more because I just know what it's like being a homeowner, as you do too, with a large honey-do list. And even our own creature comforts sometimes don't get addressed. The things that are on our list, open cycles that are still consuming a little bit of energy, like that extra tab you left open about a Christmas present that you stumbled upon but didn't know where to put it. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things. And I do believe something I've learned wholly from you as well, that we should help eliminate those things. At least make it a choice. It's just an mm -hmm. option. Hey, I noticed in our conversation that this was also a concern. Mm -hmm. that's why we've included it in our top option. Yeah. So little things that people don't often think about is running spare circuits for that exact reason. So remember I mentioned that I have three circuits here, even though I'm only using two. Every yeah. one of these, I have two 20 amp circuits and a spare 30 amp. Do I ever expect to need a 30 amp? No. But at the same time, when I finished the whole basement, what are the odds that I'm going to want to go through and say, yeah, I'm going to fish an 80-foot line through a trough. You know, I'm sure it's going to work out fine. I won't need to cut any holes. Mm -hmm. Or I could just run a larger circuit than I need just in case. And now it's available as a multi-branch circuit if I wanted it to be. So when you think about it, whether you're running a circuit to an attic, whether you're running a circuit to an office, just offer to run a spare circuit and say, I hope you never need it. I hope that you never have to access it, but on the chance you did, maybe your equipment changes. Maybe your office needs to be rotated in a way. Maybe you need to change positions. At least you know that we have this availability and that you won't have to open any walls to access it. Love it, man. Really good. You got me thinking about my own office here mm -hmm. and about, you know what, if there's not a niche office development company already, there probably should be because uh, with 41% of the population working from home, at least for some extended periods, seems like a no brainer, man. This stuff's important. And I have a feeling that many of our listeners before this podcast may have got stuck at surge protection, which by the way, we didn't even mention. Well, that's the thing. I f figured we didn't want to touch on it because we already mentioned in the beginning, like, hey, there's more than that. But like, even with your surge protectors, there are so many different styles and there's so many systems. The kind of grade protector you'd want if someone has a solar home and an EV and they have all work from home is different than the kind of person that just kind of uses it as a vacation house and they're only there a couple of times of the year. One would get almost a high grade utility charger from Square D. Either you can get a $50 Leviton from Home Depot. Like there's different grades for different people. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Couldn't agree more. Even just having, I think we did an episode on like the home link, uh, an MTS mm-hmm. and an interlock. So that when I go rent a generator, it's just plug and play. And, and your homeowner could already have that sized by you and have instructions on exactly what to do. I mean, it's that simple. Yeah. It could you know, be so simple. Yeah, I, I agree. Really, when it comes down to backup power, same concept as a handgun. I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Mm. I'd rather to be safe. And at least now I know it's ready for me when I need it. Gosh, man, this was a fun episode. Let's crank out a couple of action items. I'm thinking, of course, basic and all-star. What do you want, basic or all-star today? I want the all-star on this one because I I know that there's a lot of fun things we can still dive into. All right. I'm going to try not to rob you. And here's what I'm going to do, actually. I've got a good basic then. Episode 87. If you guys go back to episode 87... How the why will show you what to offer. I think that couples nicely with this episode, and it's one I find mm-hmm. myself recommending often, especially when so many electricians are just stuck in tech brain. Uh, mm-hmm. There's only so many levels of surge protection. There's only so many uh, trims I could offer on this light. We get stuck on just uh, the switch, the the, mm-hmm. the technicalities of the equipment. When understanding, having that conversation to understand why the root cause of why are we doing this? And that episode does so wonderfully is is highlight getting that answer before we do anything. So I don't think it would be a mistake to say, let's go back and listen to that and then come back and listen to this. And what you're going to have is a head full of ideas and then take action on this stuff and let us know your wins on your next home office options that you're setting up. Joe, go ahead with the all-star brother. I thought at first that was going to steal from it, but then I realized that there's a lot more we can dive into. And that is, have you ever wished that when you were doing a project that you knew all the technicals in advance or that you're like, hey, I'm going to put in a pool system. I wish I knew everything in advance, Mm -hmm. then I could do it the right way. We could actually be those people for our customers because how many home offices do you go into that you have to service on a daily basis? If 41% of the country is doing it, the odds are that you've probably seen more home offices than they have. Yeah. So wouldn't it make sense that you having all this experience that when you see someone doing it or see someone trying it or developing it or even working in an existing space that you can think of ways to enhance it? So the all-star action is simply saying, if you're going to go into a home and you see a home office. Look at the things that you wish that you could have offered to others and you'll often find or wish that you could have had yourself and you'll often find a really solid set of options such as, you know what? I've recognized a lot of people have tripped their computers because they haven't plugged it into a search strip. So as a a power strip. So as a result, I'm going to install quad boxes in the floor under their desk. Or you know what? I realize that enough people have lost power and had to lug generators like our friend Clay. (laughs) And now I'm going to install interlocks. You've seen the problem before it's happened. So you know what could happen. That means if they don't get a solution to it, that's on you. If they decline it, that's on them. I want you to keep in mind that if you don't offer it, they cannot take it. And as a result, that puts the blame on you for not giving them the services you know they could have had. That's huge, man. Hot mic in it. 
Guys, this has been another episode of Electrepreneur Secrets and a great way to finish out this week, episode 264. If you got some value from this, let us know where you heard us first. I'm Clay. This is Joe. We're going to see you again next week. Thank you, guys. Can't wait to see you soon.